back and listen. It's time for License to Practice by IELTS Medical. And welcome back to season two of License to Practice from IELTS Medical. Today we're going to be talking to Dr. Ashdi about his journey to becoming a registered doctor here in the UK. We talk about the PLAB exams, the IELTS English language exam, and as usual, he shares loads of great advice for those of you who are training or already working overseas and thinking of becoming registered here in the UK. So let's give him a call. And don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks so much for doing this. If you could just start by telling us just a little bit about about you. Yeah, my name is... I'm a current AIMT trainee in the Northwest London Deanery. And I basically graduated in China about two years ago. Then I started my journey of coming here to the UK to find myself a job. So did you work as a doctor in China before you came here? No, so I did my six years uh, medical uh, degree in China. Mm-hmm. I did a one year internship in India. Oh, and wow. then I came, I did one year internship. Okay. Uh, it's like pre-graduation, um, you do electives. So I did yeah. my electives in India mm-hmm. and I was relocated back to the UK. Oh, right, okay. So when you say you, you were relocated, you relocated yourself here or you... Yeah, oh, right, just yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you said that obviously you've had the journey of becoming registered in the UK. Did it take, uh, was it a quick process or was it kind of a long journey or how's that it been? Was, it was a bit of a long journey. So when I came back here to the UK, I registered as IELTS Medical. Okay. So I was training, I was trying to prepare for my English exam. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a difficult exam, and I know majority of people that have come back to the UK find this exam very difficult and found that it's a difficult hurdle to pass mm-hmm. through. Yeah. And every time that I go for the exam, either you get a good grade in the writing or you fail the right or the reading. So it was a difficult yeah. time for me, but after three, four attempts, I finally passed it. Oh yeah, and that's the first thing you do, isn't it? As well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you've got you've got to do that. that. The majority mm. of people struggle with is the English exam. Yeah. And it's one of the difficult parts because it's not about how well you speak English; is how mm. well you're able to present and fulfil the criteria that's needed to get the marks. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, did you do the IELTS or the OET? I did the IELTS. So the OET came a month, I think six months later when I passed the IELTS. Oh, okay. So you so you just did it because you you chose the IELTS for time purposes. Yeah. 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 Um and so you say that you registered with IELTS Medical. Did you do that sort of straight away or did you give it a go without um IELTS Medical or or So so the first time the way I did the English exam, I went thought like okay, I'll be I speak English and I'll be yeah. doing reading and writing and things like that. So I just went to the exam without any support or any classes. Oh, you, oh, you just did the exam? I just did the first time yeah. I did the exam myself. And at that time, and I did not get the grades I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So I failed the writing because I got a 6.5. Oh, no. I didn't so have close. any experience of what the criteria was. Right. And then by searching the internet, I found Alice Medical where I got in touch mm-hmm. and signed up for a package. Yeah. where I can do a comprehensive study and, and help to get the grades that I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so you moved to the UK before you even started the registration process then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah wow so you did everything over here do you like working in the uk yeah i do like working in the uk it's a mixed foreign graduates you meet people that graduate from here mm. and people in the nhs are very friendly and they will open you welcome you with warm hands yeah. and try to um, teach you and help you and support you in each and every way because and uh, studying abroad there's different kind of rules protocols on how hospital works yeah there's a big jump or a big hurdle coming to the uk so things are different so people do tend to struggle mm-hmm. but the, there's a network and there's a system in place where i and tashamay graduates can feel supported yeah. and get the help and what they need to fulfill their competencies and requirements of being a successful doctor in the uk have you taken the IELTS multiple times without success? Are you two, one, or even just half a band away from what the NMC or GMC require in order to give you your PIN or license to practice? Then stop, take a breath, and let us help. You see, here at IELTS Medical, we've given doctors and nurses the tools they need to pass the academic version of the IELTS exam as efficiently as possible. Whether you've reached above 7.0 in three subtests, but can't seem to crack IELTS writing, whether it's IELTS reading that's the thorn in your side, it's okay, we're here for you. Learn more at ieltsmedical.co.uk. So, um, obviously, you said that you, you studied in China and then you went to India for one year. Yeah. Are there a lot of differences that you found um, in terms of actual working life um, between Ch- um, China and India in the UK? Yeah, so um, uh, India and the UK is a bit similar. Okay. But these things are different because in India, um, healthcare is not free. Yeah. And if a patient comes to the hospital, they're buying everything from tablets to needles to syringes so mm-hmm. things are different in india wow, yeah. but it's the same kind of way the working atmosphere because majority of the indian doctors that work here mm-hmm. or work back home this they try to implement the nhs oh, so okay. they try to do the same and um, diagnosis or same working management and the same um, algorithm and mm-hmm. the same the things in the uk so when i went to india for a year that gave me an eye-opening experience where mm-hmm. I was uh, more prepared working in the UK because working as a a elective student down there gave mm-hmm. me that experience of and the confidence to work back here. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's interesting. And how did you find the PLAB exams? And uh, the PLAB exams were not that difficult. Um, yeah. I went for a Samsung um, course club. I think the majority of pe- people that listen to this podcast might have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Is a is a center where they have a club one and club two courses. Mm-hmm. So I joined one of the courses. It was a sort of four four to six weeks course. Mm-hmm. So where you go through every module, and it will prepare you for the exam of club one, mm-hmm. and that was the course that I went to. Mm-hmm. So did you find the PLAB exams, generally generally speaking, um, sort of more straightforward for yourself than the the sort of language exams? Yeah, so I find the PLAB is more straightforward because it's mostly medical questions and it's direct questions. It's either yeah. a true or false or multiple choice rather than having a English exams are more difficult because they wanted some criteria. You have to fulfill every point to get that mark. Yeah. But as part of PLAB, it was just... 
and multiple choice and picking the right question for the right answer. So mm-hmm. it was more medical terminology and medical what we studied in university. Yeah. So obviously you mentioned that working, your work experience in India was quite similar to um, what it's like to work in the NHS in the UK. Obviously the PLAB exam is a medical exam, not a like an English language exam or anything. So did you find that working in India sort of helped with the sort of the questions in the PLAB exam or is it all kind of the same anyway? Right, so it's, it's similar and I think the questions were the same as the work we studied in medical school and we saw what we studied in ways that during the electives. Yeah. But the only difference was um, different and um, countries got different guidelines. So the medication that we give back in India or back in China mm-hmm. and the medication they prescribe in the UK is different. And every hospital working in the UK has different hospital guidelines to yeah. treat certain infection to treat someone that comes with a heart attack, ACS, mm-hmm. everyone has different management. So the management is the only thing that you we I need I need to, to revise more. Yeah, has both coming back to the UK. Ah, right. Okay, so that's the main difference for those exams. Yeah, yeah. yeah interesting. Um, okay, well, just um, before we wrap up, have you got any advice that you think might be helpful for people, for doctors um, overseas, either studying or working, that are thinking of becoming registered here in the UK? Yeah, so majority of IMGs and, and after passing the Applied 1 and Applied 2 find it a bit of difficult to find themselves a job or landing themselves a first NHS and, mm-hmm. and permanent job or an F1 or F2 because they've already graduated from abroad. Yeah. What I would advise them is if they don't find a job or don't get an NHS um, contract, they can always do an observership or do a clinical attachment for two to three weeks to where you can familiarize yourself with the NHS and the way it works or the hospital or trust that you're applying for. And yeah. that will um, prompt and to get to know the consultants, the registrars, and hopefully by you showing that dedication and putting that effort and time in, mm-hmm. you will land yourself a job in the NHS. So what I'm gonna advise them is don't give up, yeah. don't lose hope, and I know there's a lot of IMG uh, graduates that are currently looking for jobs or can't find jobs because of and uh, the gap of doing the PLAB because of the pandemic. They've yeah. had a bit of a gap of yeah. doing the exams. Yeah, yeah, that has affected things quite a lot, I think, hasn't it? Yeah, um, so I just advise don't give up and hold on tight. And the journey is just about to start. Mm-hmm. And I wish all of them all the best and good luck with their futures. Oh yeah, that's lovely. Thank, thank you on behalf of them. <laughs> um, thank you again for you guys having me on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for coming on and thanks for uh, thanks for that advice and sharing your story. Thank you. No, no problem. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening and thank you again to Dr Abdi for coming onto the podcast and sharing his story and all that great advice for those of you thinking about uh, making the move over to the UK to become registered. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and I will see you next time. And as always, to your success.